Kevin Ackerman, welcome to the pod, the Swedish legend. <laughs> thank you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, bro, if you could just introduce yourself. You know, I know you're a teammate of one of my best buddies, Crooney. Mm. Uh, he's told me a lot of good things about you. I've seen you play. Yeah. Definitely a really good player. Uh, so, yeah, if you could just introduce yourself, you know, y- y- your name, where you're from, uh, and your position, and then I kind of want to get into your story. Yeah. Uh, my name is uh, Kevin Ackerman, as you told. So, um, I'm born in 2001, uh, so I just turned 22 uh, a week ago, actually. For the moment, I'm playing with uh, Bromma Pojkan in the highest division in Sweden. He's a mm-hmm. central midfielder. But, uh, yeah, this year I've been uh, like around a bit, you know. I've been, I've been trying at different positions, but mainly I'm a central uh, midfielder. Uh, so, yeah, I live here with my, my girlfriend. Uh, we live in Stockholm, uh, and besides that, I have a family. I'm from Gothenburg, uh, a city in, in Sweden, uh, uh, where I grew up with uh, my mom and dad, and I have a younger brother as well, who's uh, born in 2008, so he's 14. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Football as well? No, he's not. He, he took uh, the other path. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, likes, yeah. The uh, easier gaming, computer, you know, <laughs> this kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. So can can you take us into your development? You know, when did you start playing? Um, you know, what were your, you know, your youth clubs, and then you know, when did you sign your first pro contract? Yeah, so uh, I've I've been playing football like my whole life. Uh, I started as uh, like the most of us do, uh, just playing with friends, like on the schoolyard and and stuff like that but I uh, then uh, started to play with a, a team first when I like turned six or seven I think so it's like a small team in uh, in Gothenburg uh, the name is Asalia Bieko so uh, not many mm-hmm. who, who knows that team you know so I, I was playing there for a couple of years you know with, with friends with buddies uh, so it was just fun uh, and after that I, I went to IFK Gothenburg so it's a quite big club in Sweden. Um, so mm-hmm. I went there when I was like uh, nine, ten, perhaps. Uh, and I've been mm-hmm. there like I was there for three years, uh, like until I turned 12. Uh, felt that I needed like a new challenge when I was a kid, you know, was some problems with the, with playing with olders, you know, and stuff like that. So I, I choose mm-hmm. to take a different path. Uh, and I went to a, like a suburban team in Gothenburg as well. It's called Angered FC. So it's a small mm-hmm. team as well, but it was amazing players. You know, it was very good quality of the of the staff and uh, of the players. Being such in a young age, so it was like it was very good players. So I, I went there, like trained with them for a while, and I was like, yeah, this is this is so good, you know. So mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I went there. I was there for a couple of years actually. I was there for like three or two years, uh, if I, if I'm correct. So I was playing uh, like under sixteen, under fifteen, uh, some mm-hmm. under seventeen games, uh, and then like my last year, I played in Division Three uh, with the with the like the senior team. Uh, so I was like mm-hmm. fifteen then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I played there like one season and uh, uh, half season perhaps. And after that, I went to Beko Hecken. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's a big team in Sweden as well. Uh, they won yep. uh, uh, Altsvenskan last year. 
So, so it's a mm-hmm. good team. So I went there mm-hmm. and uh, was there for quite a long time actually. But uh, if I'm sorry, I was uh, I, I went there when I was 15, I think. So uh, I'm in the 19s and trained for them with a while. Had opportunity to to grow up with like the first team, do some trainings. Uh, the coach who was there at the moment uh, liked what he saw in me. Uh, he and like the club offered me uh, my first professional contract when I was was just turning sixteen. Uh, wow. I saw sixteen. Wow. Uh, I get I got a professional contract and I signed it like. It was the same time as now, actually. It was around June, July, so I would just turn mm-hmm. 16. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so tell me if you're going too fast here, but, yeah. No, no, yeah. no, it's good. Yeah? That's yeah. good. Just uh, just a quick one, you know, not to interrupt yeah. you. Um, how, is the, how is the jump in level, you know, uh, from Division Three to, to, you know, BK Hawken? I mean, uh, for, for the listeners who don't know Swedish football, mm. Division Three is, is fifth fifth tier exactly and then you you go to to our svenskan how is the how is that jump in level of course it's like a big difference in quality you know uh especially a team as beko hecken which is one one of the best in sweden so so of course you know in division three uh the players who play there is like most of them play for fun some some perhaps yep. had a career before you know just keeping it going and mm-hmm. but uh it's a big difference of course it is you know so mm-hmm. so like for me like when i was 15 14 uh, the reason i went to like division 3 was like the physicality you know uh you know yeah. it's big guys you know so like from all over like a bit younger players but they can be like 30 35 as well so like the size and stuff like that was was not the problem uh changing from from Division Three to Bekoheck, and you know it's the same age group as well, uh, stuff like that. But of course, on a technical level, like um, you know, seeing the game, it's completely different, of course. And uh, mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, but you like you adapt quite well, you know, because I was young and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I I was good at this age, so it was it was all right. Yeah, but of yeah. course, it's different to like yeah. go to that team and train. Or like start every weekend, and when I was sixteen, of course, it was For just sure. to learn, you know, learn by the big guys yep. and, and develop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, uh, did you purposely uh, get out of youth football early and go to play, you know, men's football to get used to that physicality? Was that was that your goal? Was that your exactly? Purpose? So, uh, the plan was to have like a year uh, in in this kind of environment to. To not like yep. rely on your my own physical ability, you know, because when I went mm-hmm, to like Division mm-hmm. Three, even if I was like four, 15, 14, 15, the guys were like a lot bigger than me. So, so it yep. was a good, um, was a good chance to try to use the brain more. You know, uh, you have to like uh, have a good first touch. You know, always know what mm-hmm. you what you want to do with the ball before you get it. So, so it's was very nice to like develop that part of the game so so as you said it was for sure that reason i went there mm-hmm. so who did you have you know who did you have guiding you did your um did you have a mentor did you did your father play football how did you know to to, to make this this choice because yeah. you know 
obviously I think it's a very smart and a good move because, you know, you and me both know, obviously the physical part mm. of the game is, is important, but you know, the most imp- important part of the game is the brain and your decision making. Mm. So um, obviously it's a good move. So who did, who, uh, you know, wh- why'd you make that decision? Uh, answer on your question is like, I had uh, a couple of guys were like, at the moment it was not my agent, but it was like, uh, you can say a mentor to, to yeah. help me uh, make good decisions. Uh, he didn't take them. Uh, uh, how do you say like, he didn't take them um, just straight away. Uh, we had a discussion, yeah. you know, and he, he was like, I think you should do this. You know, it's, it's good at these kind of ways. It's a big advantage for you like this. So, so, we, we like we took the decision together but he like put me in the right path if you can say it like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for my father and my mom they both uh, like football but they have never like played uh, on that kind of level you know my, my dad of course like mm-hmm. a lot of guys do play play football or g- girls play football when they're young mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, it was nothing for him you know so so he yeah. doesn't have that like he doesn't know the game in that kind of way. You know, he was more like a supportive mm-hmm. father and, and my mom as well. So, sure. so I had a mentor who, sure. who helped me take these kind of decisions, you know, uh, who later on mm-hmm. Turned, mm-hmm. turned to be my, my agent in that time. Yeah. 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 I think that's, that's very important for any young player. W- with that being said, you know, um, obviously you said your parents didn't play football. Where'd you get that inspiration? Did you always want to be a professional footballer or or when did you kind of know deep inside that you wanted to be a pro? When I started playing football, like we all do for fun. uh, And and in in the end, it's what it's all about. But for me, it was like, I just loved the game so much, you know, and I I, I read some, Mm -hmm. uh, I had answered some questions when I was a child. I read them yesterday, you know, I think I was seven or something. And it was fun because Uh I, I had a question like, what do you want to do when you've been older? And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be a professional. Yeah, you know? yeah. so, so I had my mind yeah, straight yeah. like in early, early, early yeah. age. And, and, uh, and sure. no, no, I knew what, what I wanted to do. Uh, so, so yeah, but it come from like the enjoyment of playing football, you know, I loved it. And sure. I, I was sure that I wanted to do this. Like I want, I wanted to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So for how, so, so long I could, you know? Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Yeah. With, with that being said, quick follow up, you know, going from uh, the Division three club to Hawken, how did you get there? Did, did you have a connection? Did uh, your mentor that soon became your agent help you get there? Or how did, did they see you in some tournament? Yeah, in that moment when I was like 15, uh, to be honest, I, I think I could like choose a lot of clubs uh, in Sweden uh, because I was like, uh, I was called up for a lot of... Uh, national anthems or like national mm-hmm. games uh, in sweden uh, so yeah. so i was cap- captain there for a couple of games so so yeah i did well wow. you know and uh, i was with a meeting with ifk as well uh, i was with a meeting with mm-hmm. beko hecken and they introduced their plans for me uh, but yeah i fell for beko hecken's plan uh, mm-hmm. so, yeah my, my my agent uh was the one who like set this meeting up and uh yeah he, the both clubs introduced their plans and uh, i just for fell for what taken hand in mind you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure for sure what was your first uh you know 
uh, appearance into the national team? Uh, if I say it correctly, now I think I was like 15 when uh, I'm just going to pause. Put my no recharger here. Sorry, man. So it doesn't. Yeah, no, no worries. No, but I was. No worries, I think but... I was 15 uh, when I did my first first national game. Uh, like, so it was like under 16 or something. I think. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm, you had like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, a lot of countries have this, like the, when they first call uh, call the players in like the yep. age of 15, 14, I think, and it's first like a training camp or something with 66 players, you know, uh, and then mm-hmm. they like take it down and uh, after a while we have some friendly games and they choose like 22 players or something. And yeah, I had the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, luck to be there, you know, and uh, to be a captain as well. So, so it was very nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Must have been an uh, honor. Really, really. So, uh, so when did you kind? Of, when did you break into hockey? And when did you, um, you know, play your first matches? How old were you when 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 you started to kind of break into the first yeah. team? So, so the thing when I went to Hecken was that I never really had my breakthrough in in Beko uh, mm-hmm. I, I did I did mm-hmm. my first senior appearance with Beko Hecken at the age of sixteen. So it's like four or five months after mm-hmm. I signed a professional contract. Uh, so at the time, I mm-hmm. think I was like fifth uh, youngest player ever to, to appear in like the Allsvenskan. Uh, wow. So of course it was an honor uh, and stuff like that. It was, uh, was amazing. But uh, the time went mm-hmm. on, you know, and uh, we changed uh, coach uh, uh, in the winter, so this is like six months, eight months after I signed a professional contract, I think, and and this was the coach who have uh, had a, a lot of faith in me, you know, who brought me up, uh, and he went to MLS. Uh, his name is Mikkel Stare, so mm-hmm. he went to MLS, and it was it was right. a new coach who uh, who came, and yeah, of course I was young still, you know, I was just turning seventeen the next year. But uh, I didn't get the chances from 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 him, the new coach. I made an mm-hmm. appearance in Europa League against Leipzig, actually. But besides that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I did not uh, make any more appearances for Beko Hecken. Um, so uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the year, uh, let's see if I say this correctly. I think it's 2019 uh, because I've just turned 17 and the winter had come. Yeah. Uh, I made a, a decision with my with my team, my agent, my family, and of course, our p- opinion to mm-hmm. to make a move, you know, to to get some playing times because I felt mm-hmm. it was uh, a moment in my career when I need like I need to play games uh, week in week out uh, sure. to to keep developing, and uh, then yeah, sure. Valentina was interested and uh, make the bid. Uh, I signed the papers, but unfortunately, the deal didn't went through. Uh, so it was, mm-hmm. I was, wow. it was a tough time in my, in my life, in my career as a footballer. Um, it was I went? How old were you? I was seventeen, so I was turning eighteen the next okay. year. So this is uh, around right. December. So I went uh, down there, mm-hmm. and as uh, those who like football and interested in Fiorentina and Europe football uh, knows mm. that. Uh, David Astore is a former player in Fiorentina. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yep. he died because of a heart problem in his hotel room. So, yeah, Fiorentina yeah, yeah. are very, 
very like how do you say they 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 want this careful yeah. exactly when they yeah. sign players and uh when the with their players in general you know uh to to uh, to check their hearts to see that it's mm. going going as it should be uh when i did this uh, scan uh in in florence uh, mm. find something you know uh, so so when i was there they told me like yeah we'll find something but hopefully we'll be uh, will be nothing you know and i was I was a young mm-hmm. kid, you know. I play. I played football my whole life. Uh, in my yep. wildest dream, I could never imagine that I had a heart disease, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm for sure mm-hmm. like that. It's nothing, you know. So, so I went home. Uh, the paper was signed, you know. I had everything taken care of, you know. The bank uh, where I was supposed to live, you know. I met the coach uh, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I went home, you know. Uh, I celebrated Christmas and. The days went by, they went by, and I was like, okay, what's going on, you know, because uh, the the plan was to to move uh, to Fiorentina and Florence uh, uh, January 5th, mm-hmm. and January 5th came, and uh, I had no idea what, what's going on, you know, so uh, mm-hmm. I, I was going up to Bekoheki, you know, because just to keep my body going, and the play was like, mm-hmm. what are you doing here, you know, and I was like, I don't even know why I'm here, you know. Uh, yeah. So the days uh, went by, and uh, yeah, for sure something grew in me. Uh, I had like this bad feeling in my stomach that in my gut that mm-hmm. okay, perhaps it is something, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I got the call, and uh, they told me, yeah, we won't sign you because you you have a heart, you have heart problems. Yeah. And it was really really tough, you know, because I've been playing football. My whole life, you know, uh, my identity is is Kevin, the football, yep. the footballer, you know. So it was like yep. uh, my whole world was falling apart, you know. Uh, it was so tough for me mentally. Uh, and mm. uh, me and my team went to different doctors to see if if this was correct. Uh, like, uh, yeah, exactly. So we went to Bologna, uh, and the doctor told me the same. And and I was like, okay, fuck, you know. And then we went to a different country because, in general, Italy are quite harsh when it comes to hearts. You can see with yes. Christian Eriksen, you know. Yeah. So we went to Spain, yeah. uh, a good doctor. And the thing here was that he told me, you have no problems. So I was like, really? shit, man, this is a roller coaster. So we were celebrating, <laughs> yeah. you know, down in Spain. Yeah. I was with my father, my agent. It was like, okay, yeah. uh, if Italy won't take me, I will go to another club, you know. We will see your options yeah. perhaps we'll go to spain or something different you know um mm-hmm. but the last thing the doctor said was like uh you have no problems but i would just uh, have my second opinion in belgium uh to to just mm-hmm. make sure that it's my my opinion is the right one you know but i, I wasn't thinking about that hey, let's do this you know we went down to to belgium and I, my 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 mentality in, the, in this time was like okay i will just get the papers that i'm uh, have a healthy heart and uh, yeah i will take them to whatever mm-hmm. club uh, will be next you know uh, but the, the problem here was this was an uh, expert on the problem i ha- had so it's like mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. uh, is the swedish word i don't know how to mm-hmm. how to say it in yeah yeah, yeah. no perhaps yes. it's the same in english is I I order arrhythmia like an arrhythmia regular uh, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so he was an expert uh, yeah. on this and 
yeah, I did my check, you know, and it was like one girl checking me. It came one other and then another and another. And uh, finally, it was like five, six people that were standing besides me watching uh, watching the heart, you know. And, uh, of course, then I, I got the feeling that this was perhaps not so good if it's so many people, you know. Uh, so, yeah, mm. he told me, uh, it, it told me, yeah, get your family, you know, we have to talk. Uh, so this doctor, mm. who eventually was the one who did the, did the surgery as well, he told me, yeah, this is the case, you know, you, you have some severe uh, problems with your heart. And you have, you have a problem that you was born with, but that's not like the dangerous part in this. It's like the aorta, uh, uh, arrhythmia, as you said. So he was like, yeah, you know, we have had like similar cases uh, and uh, we were like, we really wanted these people to, to make the surgery. Uh, we, we called them, we called them, we called yeah. them and eventually they didn't, they didn't answer uh, because they were, uh, they were, die- they did die. They was like, so, so, so he was like, wow. uh, in my opinion, you have maximum to 25, 26, uh, to live uh, and after that it was it's gonna explode uh, and uh, the chances for you to to live after that is not 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 so big you know uh, so that was of course it was it was a devastating uh, moment uh, it really was it was it was so so sad you know yeah. you can imagine you know playing football as i said my whole life and it was a roller coaster this uh, late couple of months, and uh, yeah, I uh, it was like, yeah, I will stop playing football now. You know, I have I have nothing left. You know, uh, but in mm-hmm. the in the end of the meeting, it was like, but uh, I I've worked with this in uh, several years, and I've actually made very many successful surgeries on bike um, bikers. You know, it's a big thing in Belgium, bi- biking. Mm-hmm. You know, so so. He told me I've done a couple of uh, a lot of surgeries, and uh, if you want to, you can make a surgery here. You know, so so like even if it was so devastating news, it was like a small spark. You know, something to to believe in. You know, uh, like it it was a hope. You know, and as you said, hope is the yes. last thing that leaves your body, and that was really what I felt. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so I went home. You know, and of course, like as a mom, as a dad. You don't just want to make the surgery. You want to like see every options. Is this the right decision? For me, it was like just operate, uh, mm-hmm. just do the surgery, bro, so I can play football again. You know, mm-hmm. but they were like careful. Yeah. You know, we need to think this through. You know, is this the right choice? Uh, your life is the most important thing, of course. As a parent, you, exactly. you will say that. But for me, it was no. My life is not important if I can't play football. You know, as a child, you think you think <laughs> like that. Uh, so yeah. yeah. And after, like, uh, my mom had, like, Googled the uh, entire uh, internet with, like, these kind of cases. And my dad was mm-hmm. doing the same. They, they they were like, okay, perhaps this is the best option. So so I went to Belgium uh, in May. And I did the surgery around, like, 26th, like, 20th of May or something, 18th of May. I don't remember the mm-hmm. exact date, mm-hmm. but I, I think it was, like, one week before my mm-hmm. birthday. So I did the surgery and uh, yeah, it went well. Yeah, God bless, yeah, bro. thank God you, man. Bless, it was, bro. Yeah, God is great. It was amazing, amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, as you say, man, it was, um, you know, sometimes everything happens for a reason, mm -hmm. man. You know, so maybe maybe if, if you didn't go to Florence, maybe if Florence wasn't interested in you, you never yeah, found exactly. out about it. Exactly. So I, I really believe everything happens for a reason. As, and as upsetting it as, as, it, as it was, you know, stopping to play football, at least you got mm -hmm. your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, obviously we'll get into more of your story. You're back playing top football. So um yeah i mean uh crazy story man like you said it's a mm. roller coaster you know tons of tons of you know highs and lows and and uh you know glad glad that you mm. got that Thank done. You, man. so you know how was how was uh how are you mentally like you know um uh, what was the what was the protocol for recovery when did you come back to football so the thing is like uh as i said i did my surgery around uh, like 18th, 19th of May, I think. And of course, like in the beginning, it was like an open surgery. So so it was a big surgery, you know. Mm. Uh, and as you saw, uh, as I said, it was like, God is great. You know, everything went well. Uh, but I was at the hospital for around a week. Uh, and uh, I couldn't leave Belgium for like five weeks because it wasn't safe to, to fly uh, mm. when you just did that kind of operation. So... So I was in Belgium uh, with around five weeks. Uh, we rented up an apartment to, who my agent and stuff like that uh, fixed for me, uh, and my mom uh, and my little brother uh, and my dad was there, and they they switched up, you know. So, so the, uh, my mom was there for a couple of weeks, then my dad came, and then we went went back to to Sweden. So at this moment, I still belonged to to Bekoheken because I had a contract who I think expired like in. 2022 or something uh, i signed a quite long mm -hmm, contract mm -hmm. so so yeah i was uh, uh, i was belonging to beko hecken so i went home uh, but uh, as i told you uh, it was an open heart surgery and uh, i couldn't like do so much stuff in the beginning i was just trying to do my breathing exercises to get my uh, capacity of the lungs back uh, i was doing like really 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 small exercises you know when i was at the gym was like only people with the age of 70 and older who was there, you know, and me. Mm, so, mm, so mm. Very small uh, physical demandings of the muscles. Best. But because mm, of the reason mm. that they cut me open, my chest muscles and stuff mm. like that were, they were gone. So, so I had to rebuild the upper body. Uh, so, yeah, I went uh, for walks in a couple of first weeks. I did some exercises. And uh, I just tried to do more and more and more, of course, with like uh, orders from the doctor and uh, the physiotherapist. And so, so yeah, we trained up my body. And uh, I think it was like five, six months after operation, I went on the pitch for the first time. You know, I did some, some. Wow. So, mm. so the thick part of this is like when you have an ACL injury, uh, you're gone for like 12 months, 11 months, perhaps depending mm. on, on your rehabilitation. But you know, this heart surgery, I was, I was back before then. So it's quite sick, actually. I mean, it's mm. impressive where we come, you know, with, with the uh, mm. technology and all, all of this kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm blessed to, sure. to, as you said, we find it and we, we could do something and I can play football today again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome bro i mean uh 
I, I think that's when you, you know, those type of rehabs, you know, especially with that type of situation, you really, you know, start to become grateful for life and, and you start to cherish, you know, uh, the small movements, you know, I think th- these, you know, injuries really teach you to be patient and, and, and just work, you know, one step at a time, you know, mm, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's completely right. So, uh, you know, what was after you, so after you recovered from this, um, when did you get fully back to the pitch, you know, to, to play competitive, uh, games? Yeah, so it was like it was uh, a training game, a training match in November. So I did my first appearance like on the on the pitch. Uh, I get game time in in November, so it's like what is it like seven months or something after after the surgery. Mm. <laughs> so that uh, that was my first appearance, and after that in Sweden we have like our holidays are coming up because the. Uh, mm-hmm. the season is ended, you know, so usually we have like the whole December to, to, to go on holiday. So it was no football at that time. So, so I couldn't uh, like train with the team, of course. Uh, so, so I went by training by myself and, uh, in, uh, in December, uh, I was like, you know, I was, uh, chatting with my, my agent and my parents and I was like, you know, last year. I really wanted to leave Hecken for a reason, and I have like the same feeling uh, at this moment, you know. Uh, so, so we made a decision to to start over to find a club in Gothenburg to to be close to the family in this like time of my life. I felt that I needed it, you know, after what I went through. Uh, so, so we went uh, and uh, like saw our options and agreed to yes. Gave their interest. That's a club place in the second division in Sweden. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a club who has like a lot of history. It's actually super the, super exactly. So it's mm-hmm. actually the the oldest active club in Sweden, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, had like good triumphs like a couple of years ago. But yeah, I went there uh, mm-hmm. because I, I felt like I need um, playing time. So was a reasonable mm-hmm. choice to to go down in lever uh to compete with players who are perhaps not as good as the player were in Beko Hecken of course uh so yeah I went there you know and uh, mm-hmm. I was there for 3 years played a lot of games had some injuries as well uh, but it was a good time it was a good time mm-hmm. um so yeah I have a, a lot of gratefulness for that club you know who took me Mm-hmm. And in that case of my um, career, when a lot of clubs were like, I won't say afraid, but perhaps, you know, kind of mm. like they didn't know, you know, with a the heart, they didn't want to take the risk. Uh, yep. They yep. did, you know, they, they believed in me. And, and yeah, I had like a couple of years there. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome, bro. So, you know, um, I get a lot of questions about, you know, for example, okay, uh you know, I'm, I'm so good in the trainings. When I come back, when I come to the pitch, I'm nervous, this and that. Mm. Obviously for you, you've played top, you played top football before you were a top player at the national team about to sign with Fiorentina, but obviously you have, you, you, you must've had a bit of fear coming back to the pitch. Um, did you have fear? And if you did, how'd you deal with it? Yeah, of course I had fear, you know, uh, my biggest fear was actually to never play football again after the surgery, because 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, it wasn't like completely sure that I was able to play football again after the uh, the the surgery. It was like you know, mm-hmm. it has to adapt what yes. we've done to your heart, you know, and uh, uh, everything has to heal well. Uh, otherwise, you won't be able to play again. So, I had, yeah. first of all, that was my like the biggest fear. And mm. when I was like expressing this with my family and my my agent at the time, and they were like, "Okay, but then let's do something. Uh, let's do something. You know, we can't just like you have this fear, but let's try to minimize that. You know, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they believed a lot in like manifestation. You know, and the yep. mental, the mental part as well. So, so Beko mm. uh, and helped me get a, like a mental coach." Uh, who mm-hmm. I worked with uh, for I think three or four months, you know. Uh, so mm-hmm. we did a lot of the you know exercises, manifestations that that my heart uh, was going to heal, and I will be able to I, I will play, you know. I, I saw myself play again. So mm-hmm. uh, first of all, that's a great tip I have, you know, to to work mm-hmm. on your mental mental bit in that kind of way. Perhaps you don't have the possibility to to hire a mental coach. Uh, but I think I'm, I'm sure that it's a lot of good things out there, you know, in different platforms, uh, different mm-hmm. people want to, to want to help people grow their minds, you know, different uh, kind of videos in YouTube, perhaps, you know, mm-hmm. so, so this was a good thing for me, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, when I went back to the pitch, it was, it was a bit of uh, fear because, you know, mm-hmm. of course I had surgery and, and mm-hmm. to get tackles and stuff like that. but. I just went out, you know, you have to like yes. put yourself in that situation to, to move on because like fear is all, often fear itself, you know, so mm-hmm. I had this fear, but it was just in my mind, uh, you know, my body was healed. I could, I can't, I can't play football precisely as the guys besides me. So, so I just went out there and when I went out there, I think like the, the things dropped, you know, I just did yeah. my thing, yeah. you know. I just had this like enjoyment just of playing football again, and I just exactly. forgot the fear I had. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and that, that's what's so great about football, man. Like you know, you, you know, you see, we see these quotes, you know, on, on Instagram about like you know how you get when you get onto the pitch, you forget about all your problems, mm. and I think that's the goal, you know, really getting into the present moment, getting into your flow state, and tuning into your younger self. Mm. I think that's. You know, that's the biggest advice I'll give to kids who are like 16, 17, who tell me they're nervous or, or something like that when they get onto the yeah. pitch. It's like, what would your 10-year-old self say, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, your 10-year-old self would say, well, I'm, I'm so blessed to be here. I love this game. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that's the goal. It's really tuning into the love of the game. And like you've said from the beginning of the conversation, you knew from a young age that, that how much you love the game. So I think mm-hmm. that's huge. Yeah, that's exactly so so after uh hard to say this team though is that how you say it exactly yeah it's hard after after that did you is that when you made did you make your move when did you make your move to broma so now we're starting to to go into present time so yeah Mm. Uh, last year as i said i had some like minor setbacks i had some fractures in my foot in agarita for i had it two times actually so i was gone uh, sometimes in like the first season and the second season, mm-hmm. I had some interest actually. You know, like after my first season, I agreed to defend this game, so so I couldn't move on. But yeah, that's history. So, but mm-hmm. anyways, yeah, I uh, like the third year now. 
uh, we had some difficult times in the team. You know, we had a bad season actually, like 2022. We had to play uh, like relegation games, but personally, it went quite well. You know, uh, the last couple of games and. Uh, my contract was expiring, so so I was uh, bossman this this uh, this year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, how did it feel? I, I was like, yeah, I was motivated to to do something new, to perhaps take a step up. You know, I was feeling like I can do this. You know, I have a big uh, belief in myself and uh, mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. football ability, and I was like, yeah, I want I want a new chapter in my life. Let's see what we have. And uh, mm-hmm. fortunately, uh, we cannot. Came and showed interest, you know, the the coach and the sporting director uh, mm-hmm. showed me a great plan pitch for for like the coming coming years here with them. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, I want to play in Alsvenskan. I want to show myself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, of course, like a young boy boy was always talking about. You know, I had talent, but I want to show it. You know, to the mm-hmm. world as well. So, so yeah, I went to Bromo Poikana, and um, it's been quite good. You know, this is enough. I haven't started all the games, but it's a good team. It's a good team with a, a lot of good players. And I f- feel like I I make steps every day, you know, uh, and mm-hmm. I develop. And that's the most important thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, brother. That's awesome. And, and you know, as we spoke before, getting jumping on the podcast, you guys are in fifth right now and, and you know, playing playing some good football. Huh? Yeah, we do. We do. So, Broma uh, and I was actually in Superettan the last year, you know. And the second mm-hmm. division in Sweden, and uh, mm-hmm. they won the league. And uh, in history, Bromaparken has been the team who has jumping divisions a lot, you know. So, so mm-hmm. all the experts were like, okay, Bromaparken will be dead mm-hmm. last, you know. They, they yeah, won't yeah, yeah. win a game this year. Mm-hmm. And I think like a lot of players uh, were motivated of that. But of course, it's mm-hmm. like a lot of games left. You don't, you never know what sure. happens, but. Uh, first, like twelve games of the seasons, I think now it's been very good. You know, we are fifth place, as you said, and we are like the second best team in Stockholm, and it's big wow. clubs yep. here in Stockholm. So we have just one point uh, behind you, Gordon, and they have played one more game, and mm-hmm. uh, we're playing Hammarby, who's uh, a, a mm-hmm. team from Stockholm as well tomorrow. So it's nice. It's good. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So, so would you consider that a derby, BP against Hammarby? <laughs> perhaps not you know because uh, Derby. <laughs> exactly uh, we don't have so so many uh, like supporters uh, in Bromo yeah, it's a big sure. club uh, like in uh, in perspective of like youth players and stuff like that I think it's yeah. the biggest club in Europe but uh, I've in, heard like, that are you guys yeah. one of the one of the best uh, youth academies in Europe yeah I think so I think so yeah, Bromo Pokken has a big academy and they have like developed a lot of good players. Uh, I mean, I think like three or four in the national team is from Bromo Park, wow. or perhaps more. Mm-hmm. You know, like Dejan Kulusevski and stuff like that. They have like all their uh, all their young years in Bromo Park, and so so it's a good mm-hmm. it's a good club in that way. But uh, the the supporters ha- hasn't come yet. Perhaps yeah, step by step. Come. Exactly, step yeah, by yeah, step. As you guys start winning. Maybe if you guys play Europa League, you know, exactly, they'll be there. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, bro, can you, uh, you know, really love the journey. If you could just you walk us through, you know, a, a day in your life, because I, I like to give some practical advice to the youngsters, you know, yeah. kind of, you know, 
Crooney told me you're, you're a top professional on and off the field. So if you could, you know, uh, run down your day, you know, what time you wake up, uh, when you eat breakfast, what you eat for breakfast, you know, yeah. any gym work you do, you know, just like some behind the scenes. Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, at the present moment, we are training Swedish time uh, around two o'clock. It's, mm-hmm. it's not so common in Sweden to, to have this, uh, this time. So usually train, train in the morning. Uh, mm-hmm. So I had to adapt to this. I've never been uh, been uh, been training this kind of times, but uh, like a typical day for me when we have a training practice is uh, going up around like uh, eight or nine o'clock. Uh, usually around eight, you know. Mm-hmm. I wake up, you know. I try to get like some some sunlight the first first thing in the day. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, exactly. I go for a, a short walk or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I came home. I, I usually, not usually, always eat porridge. I love porridge. I have this obsession for porridge, you know. Uh, yeah. Take some like protein powders, you know, and the, the porridge. Yeah. I love it, man, with some with some blueberries uh, or something like that, you know, half a banana. Yeah. Uh, then uh, Kroon actually sent me some uh, some kind of like relaxing drills and like mentality exercises so i've been doing those lately uh for, yeah half an hour or something and the times usually go on you know i try to like kill some time because you know we have we have some times in the morning for mm-hmm. i eat a light lunch and then i leave uh, around twelve thirty. and i go for practice i'm usually one me and crooney are usually one of the the guys who are there first you know we we chatting with the boys, you know. We we mm-hmm. we do some pre activation, some bike, you know. Like mm-hmm. We love to like uh, open up the hips, you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we do it for around like forty five minutes, perhaps. The team meeting usually it's around fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Then we we'll go out for the pitch, you know. We train. Of course, a difference training depending on the day and the load. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We usually train around one uh, half an hour, one hour and uh, how do you say one one and a half hour? Yeah, one and a half hour, hour, yeah, perfect. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, uh, then yeah, usually we have some gym work we do as a group, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, I do something individual as, as well, mm-hmm. you know, what my body needs. And then we take a shower, we do some ice. We're going home. Eat something fast, you know, like the first four to five minutes after the training, we take a banana or a sandwich or something, you know. And when I go home, me and my, my girlfriend cook some dinner, eat some dinner, mm-hmm. we chill on, like we watch something nice on the television, and that's the day, you know. Mm-hmm. Nice, brother. Yeah. I love it, bro. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love running that down because, you know, all the pros that I've had on, and, you know, it's. Everyone thinks it's super sexy on Instagram, you know, to be a pro and everything. But once you see the behind the scenes, it's just the yeah. basics, being consistent yeah. with the basics every single yeah. day, having a routine and not straying off the routine. And I, I think in general, most pros just love a routine. You know, I, mm. I, I just think that's how it is. You know? Yeah, spot on, spot on. I think it's it's not hard to do this kind of stuff, you know, sometimes in a while, you know, like one week, two week, the hard part is doing it every day, you know, like exactly, exactly. five days every year, you know, so that's like the hard, hard part of it, you know, to do it, to do exactly. everything, everything the same every day, you know, to, to be professional in that kind of way. Exactly. Yeah. That's what the body needs. And 
for me personally, it what works. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of course, everyone has to find their own way. But in general, I think a lot of players feel good by doing this. This kind sure. of like have like a, like you said, you know, you do the same thing every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Do you have any type of, without being said, any type of pre-game routine? Any any ritual you like to do before games? No, I'm not like uh, I don't have. I don't try to. I don't try to make so much stuff that I'm not like in control of, you know, exactly. some players I know they have like six things, you know, but yep, I yep. like to be in control of what everything I do. So mm. it's not like I need to eat a specific like chicken and rice or something because yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes we are away games and, and they yeah. serve salmon with like potatoes. Yeah. And what should yeah. I do, man? Should I like, oh my <laughs> God, I can't play today. Oh, I can't exactly. eat salmon, man. Where's the chicken? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So yeah, I try to like, yeah. the things I do, I'm, I'm trying to be in control of like, for sure. like in the game day, I like to go for a walk, you know, do some like, stretching and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Some like mm-hmm. balance exercise. That's the thing I mm-hmm. always can mm-hmm. do, you know, because I don't need the gym equipment uh, during sure. this as well. Mm-hmm. Of course, I try to like drink a lot of water the day before. And try to yeah get the foods in, you know, like the salts and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's about it, you know. Try to, of course, I do some mental drills as well, you know. Uh, I try to get a, get a good night's sleep as I always do. But that's about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think you're absolutely right there. I mean, I think if you rely too much on 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 rituals and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, I think the goal is, you know, anytime you, you got to step on the pitch, you got to be ready. You know what I mean? You don't mm. have to do all these routines. So I completely agree with that. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, man, as we get towards the inner, you know, end, end of the conversation, I just want to ask you a couple questions. Um, you know, you said you're a center midfielder. Obviously, a lot of listeners are, are center midfielders, one of the most important mm. positions on the pitch. If you were to give, you know, advice to a young player, what would be – three to five important things for a center midfielder to to do during a match and and to work on okay of course it's like depending on what player you are as a center midfielder you're like uh the the one who like try to switch the play you know you're you're like Mm -hmm. offensively led or defensively led but I think like oh, that's a good than... one right there. You know, I think yeah. I think the goal is to analyze yourself and see what type of player you are. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's spot on actually, because you know, uh, the thing is, when you're young, you just play because you just do. You know, you, you play mm-hmm. on school guard, you play with the boys. You know, you play with the girls, whatever. But then, when you're starting to age, you form a kind of like what yes. you're good at. That's how it is. You exactly. know, exactly. Um, and for me, I think I try to, to the qualities I have, I try to, to make them like top, you know, because I know perhaps I won't have like the best left foot. I'm right footed. So, so I have a decent left foot, but I work with these qualities that I think are the ones who are going to put me like first, you know. And for me, I have like very good defensive traits, you know. I, I usually cover a lot of grounds. Um, mm. I like to take the ball forward, progress with the ball, you know. I like tight mm-hmm, spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a dual player. Uh, I win a lot of air, you know, this kind of stuff. Uh, and I try to, to develop this even more. But, of course, mm-hmm. uh, for me, I have some, some as, as all players have, some, some 
parts of the game that I, I have to develop to take these steps mm-hmm. that I want to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I work on these, of course, but uh, for me personally, I, I, just, I, I try to work on these, on these good things and try to make me do these good things in a game as most as I can, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. but as, as a, young, a young kid, I think like if you, if you speak in general and like comparing to the modern football today, uh, it's, it's it's so important like a central midfielder to to if you can compare like to Xavi and yes and these kind of kind of guys you know to to be aware of your surroundings you know to yeah. be to be yeah. ready when you get the ball and no matter like how defensively good I am I, I still need to do these things you know because in 2023 you need to be good with the ball as well you know you yep, can't just yep. rely on your def- defensive ability so 100%. so i think definitely as a central midfielder the awareness you know like the first touch and like the how you see this the pitch you know uh work in tight spaces don't lose the ball use your body you know this kind of stuff i think is so important uh, today uh, as a central mm-hmm. midfielder you know you need you need to be one you like you can give you the ball and you won't lose it because when you're a central midfielder you often came in situations where where if you drop the ball it will be cautious you know it will be something will happen for the other mm-hmm. team you know mm-hmm. so of course you need to to be the one who who wants the ball uh, always want the ball and and work on this kind of stuff so you so you won't lose it for sure for sure yeah i, I love it brother very well said um yeah, like you said, I just think it's it's so important to to analyze your game and yeah, like you said, the goal is to especially when you get older, like you said, I I'd say I think past 17, 18, really try to up those strengths and make them as good mm-hmm. as possible like you said and then try to get in those situations where you can use those strengths and try exactly. to stray away away from those weaknesses. So, exactly. just for an example like myself, you know, playing as a number 6 or an outside back like my specialty would be more of my passing, but I'm not a good one v one attacker. So I'm not mm. going to try to one beat a player one v one because then I'll lose the ball. So it's more how can I get into the position and the right time and the right moment where I can use my passing. Sorry. Exactly, exactly. It's the same. I'm not the fastest players, therefore I need to have like other options to perhaps exactly. like to to yeah to to be doing well on the pitch. You know, I need to came up with different solutions exactly so if you're not exactly. if you're not fast perhaps you need to have like an even greater attached than the touch exactly. than the guy who is like so sick so can like rely on yep. the speed you know so, sure. so you need to work on different kind of your games that can help you know and uh, of course if you're not fast perhaps you're strong you know you have different exactly. qualities uh, than the the one besides you exactly yeah i love it yeah i mean that that's also very well said it's like can you can you get into that team where you and your your midfielder can complement each other? You know where mm. you can work off of each other, and I think just the communication with your teammates is huge. Exactly, that's an ideal situation, of course. Yeah. So, um, uh, tough one that always gets people. Uh, if you were to go back to any age with the knowledge that you have today, what age would you go to, and what would you tell yourself? Oof. Yeah, it's a hard question. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps I will I will uh, go back uh, to around like sixteen fifteen for me personally just to say before everything happened with the hearts you know mm-hmm. that everything will be fine you know just mm-hmm. relax man everything will be fine 
So uh, for me, I think one thing I've learned, I'm not that old, you know, but I've been in the game for a while. Uh, and yep. a lot of senior players told me when I was young, bro, you need to have patience. And I was mm. like, yeah, patience, man, patience. You always talk about patience, man. I want to say, you know. Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, when you get older, man, it's it's something that where you need to have patience, bro. Your time will come. That's fine. And mm-hmm. and I know uh, as a young guy who was very early, like in my football mm-hmm. career, and mm-hmm. uh, developed early, I was like so stressed. You know, yeah. I had to be playing Champions League. You know, I watched Mbappe doing so well, man. How old was he? like eighteen, bro? When he was killing it in in, in Monaco. And I was like, yeah, but that's not impossible for me. You know, I can do this. I can do this, you know. Yeah. But, bro, you know, everyone has their own way. Exactly. Everyone has their own path. Mm-hmm. Just relax, man. If you do everything mm-hmm. you're supposed to do, you know, train, take care of your body, your time will come, man. Just yeah, exactly. just have pace and, and enjoy the ride. I think, mm-hmm. like, that's one thing I try, like, even now, tell myself, you know, when you're sure. on the bench sometimes or something, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. you said, everything happens for a reason. Just be patient, you know. You will get your chance and then you will take it, you know. So sure. I try sure. to really work on these kind of things, you know, yeah. with myself. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's that's so well said, man. Really well said. And I think, you know, unfortunately, you know, social media has its ups and its downs. And, and we, we compare ourselves, our own journey to others' journeys. And I think, mm. like you said, the most important thing, like we've been talking about the whole time is, just doing the right things, being consistent, doing the right things, doing the boring things, being consistent with the boring things, working on your strengths on the field, analyzing yourself, acting like a pro on and off the field. And then, you know, your your journey will be better, you know, and I think, mm. you know, it's a corny saying about, you know, in, enjoy the, the journey, not the destination. But, you know, to live those quotes out is the hard part. You know, if you can yeah, actually live definitely. those quotes you know, yeah. if you could constantly put yourself out of your comfort zone, if you can constantly, you know, enjoy the journey, you will be successful. But it's it's so much easier said than done. And I completely agree with you. And you know, I, I got youngsters on my team as well that are they're in a rush. I'm like, dude, mm. why like what's your rush? Like, you know, concentrate on right now, develop through the season, and then at the end of the season you can see where your next move is, you know. Exactly, exactly. That's very well said, yeah, one hundred percent. So as you said, the the problem is that we like comparing ourselves with with the players on the high top level or like people on social media, and that's the world we live in nowadays. But we mm-hmm. need to like zoom out, you know, and just mm-hmm. compare yourself with the one you were yesterday. And that's sure. as well as so quirky thing to say, but man, just do it. You will and one hundred percent feel better about yourself, and For you sure. will develop, and you will, yeah, will you will go the right right direction. For sure. Last longer question before we get into the quick fire round. Um, you know, obviously the, the gym is very important in, in a footballer's life, footballer's development. If you were to pick pick five gym exercises to do and and recommend to others, obviously you know it depends on your strengths and stuff like that. But just mm. just in general, what have you found that that has helped you most as a footballer in the gym? Yeah, let's see if I can name these in English. But I, so, I, okay, I, I can me- let the Svenska bro. Yeah, I can understand exactly. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but personally, I have had some troubles uh, with my hamstrings and with my mm-hmm. groins. I've never pulled them uh, like big. Pepe uh, Pepe Kras, we say in Sweden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got uh, some. But, I got some wood here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, I've never 
they usually get exhausted very early in the game, you know, and I've been like away uh, uh, a couple of games because they, yeah, they, they're tired, like they, they, yeah. they're killing themselves. So for me personally, like Nordic hamstring has been one yeah. of the, one of the top exercises, like normal squats for me uh, mm-hmm. to, to work on the quads. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we say in Sweden, back and lift. I don't know how if you know that one. Deadlift? No. That's when you uh, back and lift. No, it's like uh, uh, it's as well in hamstring exercise. Uh, you you lie like on curl? the floor, like on your back. No, it's like just your own body. You know. Okay. Uh, you have your like your heel and you put up your ah like your a body, gl- right? glute bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, glute yeah, bridge, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I usually do those single legged. Uh, for the groin exercises, uh, we call it Poppenhagen. Yep, you know it? yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, that one I do as well. And for me personally as well, uh, I do, that's, but for me, it, it is a gym exercise. On the pitch, I try to do uh, once a week or something, you know, to, to, to run out, you know, to, to be in that, uh, that top speed. Uh, and I try okay. to do this controlling as well, you know, because, yes. yeah, exactly, to get these sprints in. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're, if you do this like uh, in the right time uh, of your like training schedule, mm-hmm. your your glutes and your hamstrings they they will get stronger in this as well, you know. For sure. Because that's the that's the like the the part of your game where where they go they got tired, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, for me personally, so I don't know how many I've said, but yeah, no, yeah, those are all good. No, I love those. Yeah, exactly. Love those. Yeah. For sure. For me, yeah, general, I try to work a lot of like the. Uh, how do you say not the upper body but uh, football specific under yeah lower body yeah. exercises lower body exactly mm-hmm. thank you and a lot of core exercises mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. uh, for sure. so yeah for sure mm-hmm. brother yeah we're gonna head on to a quick fire round about like six six seven questions you know answer in you know as little as you want or as long as you want so first yeah, one we got best player you ever played against Played against. Um, I played against. Uh, let's see now in Leipzig. Uh, what is his name? I think he went to Liverpool after that. Konate. Okay. Wow. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was, uh, that's the guy who was in Leipzig, right? Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the, I know. yeah, yeah. The yeah. center half, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. Uh, yeah, I think he played that game, you know. Mm-hmm. And Emil Forsberg, uh, as a Swede, you know, he's. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the biggest presently, oh. so I think uh, one of those, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Best team you've ever played against. You can't say Leipzig. Unless, unless <laughs> you really think. Yeah, of course it is Leipzig, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. anyways. <laughs> uh, we played this year uh, one of the biggest, or perhaps the biggest team in, in Sweden, like in general, is Malmö FF. Yep. Uh, this year they're killing it. Mm. How was the game like, I was at? You guys, you guys were up two nil, yeah, and and lost three two. No, we were up one one zero, but we lost two one. Two one, yeah, exactly. To be honest, yeah, exactly. It was on our home stadium as well, but man, that 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 is they have some good players, yeah, man. Yeah, they have some good players. So, so I will say them. That was a good game. Yeah, uh, best player yeah. you've ever played with. Played with. I played with some good players in in Bikuhekian. I played with uh, Rasmus Lindgren. He's uh, was a central midfielder mm-hmm. in central half. We played for for Ajax, I think, for a couple of years. If I'm not 
Peter Brown, mm-hmm. uh, and I played with one guy who is actually in Holland as well now. Uh, his name is Dalahu Irandus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he got his really breakthrough yet, but man, on, on on the training ground, bro, he was yeah. so freaking good, man. You couldn't touch him, bro. What, what, what position? He was like, he was like a number 10. Oh. Uh, Just very good on like the ball. Right, uh, yeah, exactly. Left footed, you know, he was like like a snake. Yeah, yeah. He was like sliming yeah, beside yeah, you, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. He was, was so good, man. And when you came close, bro, he just passed the ball and went, you yeah. know, and it was a very clever player. So yeah. uh, I think he's one of, one of the... Uh, up there as well mm. and, and I played with, with a guy in Ögrit as well mm. a Brazilian guy uh, with the name Aiton Almeida okay. who played in Copenhagen and uh, uh, in Russia and Saudi wow. Arabia and stuff like that but he's, he's good yeah. as well very good yeah Brazilians are always ballers <laughs> favorite favorite cheat meal favorite cheat meal I would say chocolate man bro in any kind man bro I love my chocolate you gotta, you gotta get so me specific good, my guy <laughs> bro i love chocolate in general but yeah. of course like uh, in sweden we have this thing called naturgodis you know what it is yeah yeah like the can- what the candy at like you know ham shop it's is. not like the normal candy yeah, you know? okay. it's like you know it's like peanuts and you know yeah, you can yeah, scoop yeah. it up wow. do you remember yeah, 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 yeah. when you were in sweden yeah, bro, yeah, yeah, i love yeah. this wow, kind of stuff yeah. man bro wow, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so i would say that yeah i love it i love it <laughs> favorite healthy yeah. meal I would say some plain thing, perhaps, but uh, bro, I love man seasoned chicken. Mm. Just seasoned yeah, chicken. Yeah, yeah. I usually do seasoned chicken uh, with some like flavored rice, and I do my own sauce uh, with some feta cheese, wow. uh, with some uh, Greek yogurt, and put some uh, some garlic in there, uh, some salt and stuff like that. And uh, I usually Money, have brother. some hummus as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love that, I love it. <laughs> exactly, oh, man. I love this meal. Yeah. That's my thing at the moment. Yeah. Quality, quality. You throw it in the oven or, or on the skillet? Uh, on the oven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's, gotta be it's the best way to cook yeah, the, the chicken. Juicy, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it got to be juicy. Yeah. Uh, um, fa- favorite, favorite travel destination you've ever been? It's a tough one, actually. Of course, man. I love to, like, to, to enjoy the sun. Mm-hmm. Of course, I do. Well, I think a lot man. of guys do. All Swedes yeah. do because the weather here is like fucked up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but actually, you know, I, I, I was uh, with the national team actually uh, under 17s uh, on on uh, Iceland once, uh-huh. and I thought it was so nice. Yeah. First, like the pitches were like, how do you say, the mountains were oh, around, yeah, it, you yeah, know. Yeah. So the environment were crazy, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they have like these lagoons, you know, and these. Yeah. Like cold bath, warm bath, bro. It was, it was so like, it was a change. Mm. It was like, yeah, a different kind of destination. Yeah. But it was so nice, man. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Love that. Love that. And then last question of the day, most important, your dream destination as a footballer. What do you mean like a dream destination like as a club, club to play or for? Yeah. A club to play for. Oof, that's a hard one. Actually, I don't have one, but... I feel like I have unfinished business in Italy. Good man. That's one it. thing for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so of course I would love to play there one day. Uh, but uh, of course, like uh, Premier League is a league that everyone dreams for of. Sure. But I would say 
if if I would just choose one league or one team, I would say some team in Italy. Actually, nice. man. I love that. Yeah, I, I just business. I just love that league, man. Yeah, yeah exactly, bro. Exactly. And that it would suit your style, yeah. that Serie A. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think it would be nice yeah. actually. Yeah. Sounds good, brother. Hey, thanks for taking the yeah. time, man. Uh, wish you the best of luck tomorrow, and, and thanks for opening up, telling your story. Uh, people want to, you know, reach out to you. You know, I, I know a lot of Swedes follow me. Um, you know, if you could just drop your, your Instagram where people maybe could, you know, ask you questions or something like that, advice, that'd be great. Mm. Of course. First of all, thanks for having me. It's yeah. been really, really nice, man. My my English is struggling oh, sometimes, good. bro. But I wanted to ask you. Patience, yeah, man. I wanted to ask you. <laughs> how, how is it so good, man? TV shows or what? Uh, uh, exactly, bro. Yeah. Just Netflix. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Do this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 But no, it was really nice to have you uh, to be on for this sure. podcast with sure. you to to have a talk with you. But uh, yeah, my, I have I have a social media platforms. Uh, I usually are on Instagram mm-hmm. the most. Mm-hmm. So if you want to contact me, you can contact me there on Kevin Ackerman okay. as in my name, but with three N in the last okay. in the last name. You know, yeah, perfect. So, uh, so yeah, uh, you can contact me there if you want to. Appreciate but, it. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, man. Thank you, brother. It was a really nice talk. Thank you. Okay. Oh, Thank you, man.